Dude, you know what my problem is tonight? Seriously, this is a, this is a true, honest to God, true story. Uh, I'm having a problem today with gravity. <laughs> not, not the company I own called Gravity. Literal gravity. Everything I have picked up today has fallen out of my fingers. I have fallen down three times. I am attempting to like fix something and things are falling on me. Like, I don't know if Neptune is in <laughs> orbit or some bullshit. So we don't normally even have like a way of starting. We'll just kind of start because I'll just go. Welcome everybody to the All Things MSP Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oscar with OG host, Eric Anthony. Today is a great day. Eric, what's up, my friend? uh the rain right now in north carolina so you know it's it's been crazy all day there's standing water everywhere there's been flood warnings it's a great rain by the way for the record rain comes down so i asked what is up well because it starts up there and comes down see paul green's gonna get mad at us for having another podcast about weather that's um, true <laughs> It's the All Things Cloudy Chance chance of Meatballs podcast with me, your host, Justin Oscar, and OG host, Eric Anthony. What's up, everybody? We have a special guest today, Ed Lukash, or Lucas, depending on you know what part of the country you're from, is joining us, CEO of uh, 215, an Apple consultant based in Utah. Ed, what's going on, man? How are you? I am outstanding. How are you doing, Justin and Eric? Well, Eric's flooding, and I'm stuck in a closet, so, you know... It's it's Friday. We're recording this on a Friday. It's it's one of those days, and uh, this could be one of those episodes where we think we have a plan, and then it just goes completely off the rails. Perfect. Well, then I'm your right candidate to be on today, because you, you know we've just gone through a little bit of snow, and uh, you know I'm digging my way out. So I'm glad to be hosting it out with you guys. <laughs> I bought a snowblower. I bought one of those like man blowers, the big girl, heavy one. Yeah. Uh, and the wheels fell off because apparently the screws that were holding it in just, it, it was vibrating so badly that the, the, the screws snapped. But that's for our All Things Snowblower podcast coming to you soon to a podcast tool near you. Um, well, Ed, thanks for joining us. Why don't uh, you tell everybody a little bit about uh, 215, you know, a little bit about your background, and then we'll kind of get into why you joined and what kind of questions you have for us today. Yeah, absolutely. So 215 Tech. Um, if you're familiar with Salt Lake, there is a beltway called 215. And at the time, all of us lived off of the 215. And it's a, a good landmark for everybody to represent Salt Lake City. Or in other words, Small Lake City, as most people know us as. So, um, so off of that, uh, myself, I used to be an Apple certified trainer working at the university and uh, the only one in the state. So I'd gone and was teaching server. Remember that thing back in the day? Yeah, um, yeah. St still available, right? And also doing um, um, uh, systems, right? So ACSPs, uh, remember that test? And now they've changed that whole curriculum. So yeah. uh, since then, kind of joined uh, 215 Tech. Uh, this was back in 2016, and here I am leading it out. So we're in 2023 pushed through the pandemic and uh, rocking hard. We've been actually doing pretty well in being probably the largest ACN in Salt Lake. Nice, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Congratulations. I, I, I'm i always uh, happy and very congratulatory towards any, any of us who have made it through the pandemic and come out on the other side, you know, 
We say worse for wear, but if you if, if you can grow during the pandemic, which I always thought, I said this before, the pandemic was really the the quintessential game changer for IT people because I always say like, we told our clients we could do everything remotely. They just didn't believe us. And then when we were forced to, we're like, see how much easier it is? Like, look how cool this oh, yeah. is. And they're like, oh my God. Um, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, We've talked about this before. Our goal of this show is to help MSPs, MSP owners like yourself. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Tell, ask us some questions, and then and then Eric and I, in our combined thirty years experience, which that's an inside joke, we'll uh, we'll try to do what we can do to help you. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Um, you know, becoming the ACN and really moving on the Apple platform, we 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 hit our uh, stumbling blocks. Right, we kind of started off wanting to be all all inclusive environment, aka running that Microsoft and Apple um, shop, and we quickly were able to overcome that by recognizing that uh, the tool sets were just uh, overwhelming, right? And the knowledge base, on, especially as you're growing your 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 MSP, so that was a good learn for us. But now we're entering that space where we've we've passed a little bit of that that early entry startup phase and we're starting to hit that growth spurt and now we're hitting into that sales and marketing component and so where i'm at today is trying to find out what is the best way for an acn particularly an apple consultant network member right or everybody in that apple space to really define what marketing is right you can clearly see what apple does and you want to deliver that same experience but here we're talking about you know somebody who's supporting that and that's what I'm trying to determine today is how do I start to go and go to market and really have that marketing plan well-developed? And so that's my question to you guys. <laughs> Eric and I both went, you answer this. No, fine, I'll go first. <laughs> um, well, I mean, one, that's a great question, right? And I think we can, let's let's broaden this out a little bit because I think this is true for all MSPs, that, that sales and marketing, because all of us have bumped into the same problem, in my opinion, which is, uh, we can tell the world all about us, but until our clients need us, they don't care, right? Until someone until someone goes, my computer's broken, who can I call? Like, it doesn't matter. But there's ways, and I've learned a lot from Paul Green and, and, and Mark Copeman and a couple other guys, uh, there are ways to mitigate this so that way, when they say to themselves, oh my God, my computer's broken, who do I call? They should know who to call, even if they've never interacted with you. And I think that's kind of part of a lo- what a lot of MSPs should be doing, right? Which is mm-hmm. getting the exposure. So number one, you're here on the show. Not that a lot of clients are gonna listen to it, but that's exposure, right? Um, but getting yourself in front of them, connecting with them on LinkedIn. I mean, you need if you go back and listen to the episode we talked to Paul Green about, we cover a lot of the stuff, which is like, Put yourself out there, start putting content on LinkedIn, figure out who your ideal client is also, right? Um, just because you do Macs doesn't mean that's niche. There's there's gonna be some marketers who say that's niche enough and there's gonna be some that say that it's not. Um, and on the PC side, you PC, MS, PC MSBs need to have a differentiator, right? You need to, to make yourself different from the, the next one because there's a, there are a dime a dozen at this point, right? So you need to drill down to who your ideal client is and you need to target the hell out of them. This is a great story. I love this story about, it's not about MSPs, but there was a, a someone's gonna fact check me on this one, but whatever. There was a guy who was a kid 
and he really wanted, I think it was like an internship with some big company. And so what he did was he put targeted ads on LinkedIn. And what he, he targeted, not the guy, he targeted all of the guy's connections. And the ad was a video of, him, of himself going like, hey, do you know Bob? Tell Bob Justin's looking for him because he wants to work for him. And all of Bob's friends saw this ad. Bob calls the guy and goes, take the ad down. You have the job done. Like it, it <laughs> works, right? Like the concept here is that, that you can do that kind of thing. If you target properly, um, and you know who, and I'm going to use a marketing buzzword here, your avatar is, uh, you can go after them and be top of mind, sending them articles in on LinkedIn, getting them on your newsletter, uh, whether that's email or your LinkedIn newsletter, but like, and that's, if you're targeting businesses, if you're targeting people, if you're doing more B2C, go to where those people are. If they're older, go to Facebook. If they're younger, TikTok or uh, Insta or whatever that, I mean, that's my initial take, but Eric, you jump in. So, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I built my framework, right? Is because just like we talked about with Paul Green, you, you need to break this down into processes. And to me, marketing has two sets or two areas that you need to focus on. There's awareness. It's, it's being out there and having people know who you are by bumping into you virtually by, via billboard, which we talked about as well last time. Um, however, you're going to be out there. Justin was right. Whether you call it avatar, ideal client profile, ideal customer mm -hmm. profile, whatever it is, identify your audience. Because if you don't identify your audience, you a can't target them where they're at. Um, and frequently, like if it's business, like Justin said, that's LinkedIn. But what LinkedIn groups are they hanging out in? If it's Facebook, what Facebook groups are they hanging out in? These are the places where your content needs to be distributed in order to reach them in front of them all the time. And then the second part of it is making the content that's going to appeal to them. Now you mentioned, you know, you want something that kind of meshes with what Apple does. And that's great because Apple does some amazing, amazing, some of the best, in my opinion, uh, video content out there. And so if you can kind of mimic that video content in small bits, because obviously the production value of an Apple video <laughs> is absolutely huge, but I'm here to tell you, you can find probably people on Fiverr who do YouTube that can mimic that style and not be very expensive. Um, and so if you can create that stuff, go ahead. It looks like you have a question, Ed. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm absorbing everything you're saying because okay. you know I, I like the idea of of YouTube. It 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 goes to a, a a demographic, right? Everybody thinks you know owners are older and stodgy, and really, uh, Apple owners sometimes are a little bit more hip and 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 riding with it. And you got to be able to expose yourself to both. Yeah, so, yeah, and YouTube yeah. is great uh, because it allows you a <laughs> like an understatement. <laughs> Well, because it allows you a repository for evergreen content. And actually, that actually yeah. is a really good segue into the second part of marketing. And that's the part where I call it the discovery piece. It's where they have, they're aware of you, 
but they don't know exactly what you do, but they want to find out more. And, and you have to have this step filled as well. And typically, these are things like YouTube, your website, things that as if they're aware of you or they search for you, they're going to find the content that better describes in detail what you do and how you do it for your ideal customer. And again, you're, you're gearing it towards these people who fit that ideal customer profile. And if you do those two things and you create a process to create regular content and drive people to the discovery piece, your website, your YouTube channel, et cetera, that's really where, you know, like Tom Lawrence has created a huge following on YouTube uh, with his YouTube channel. And, you know, for end customers, he's, he gets most of his customers and he's an MSB. Uh, he gets most of his customers out of that YouTube channel and it's working phenomenally for him. I'm, I'm still laughing in my head about the idea of Ed having like very little budget for marketing, but a massive video editing budget for doing Apple really like Apple level video <laughs> editing. Like, you're like our sales and marketing budget is like a thousand dollars, but we have a million bucks to spend on a video. Oh, editor. Um, well, I, so one thing about that, Justin, is that oh, no, I'm getting schooled. No, no, it's, it's something that if you are, um, a business owner, an entrepreneur, and you have time to do it, it is something you can learn. And even yeah. if it's, because here's the thing, you don't have to make it the production quality of Apple. You just have to mimic the style. And honestly, if you try and mimic the style and it's done badly, it's actually going to be funnier. And so that's going to, you know, it's going to fit in their minds. Now that but you have to play fit. into that, right? You have to right. play into that part, yes. right? There's, there's parts where like, yep, there, I think that's a fine line, but I'll come back to that when I talk about video editing in a second. Okay. I, I, I will say part of what, I, because you're leaning into something that's been ringing in my head, right? How did attorneys start to advertise on TV and now are even doing it on YouTube where they became comical? Right. It's almost like a, a Western theme or something along those lines. And, yeah. and you know, and that's how they well, learn to draw people to get their services. Why should it's not only that. be any different? It's not it's not only that. There there there's a reason why you're not calling that particular lawyer, right? But there's someone else who is because they know who their ideal client is. And that's what we kind of mm -hmm. start off. There's a really good book, uh, John Lee Dumas, who has a popular podcast called uh, Entrepreneurs on Fire. I think now it's just called EO Fire. Has a book called The Common Path to Uncommon Success. We'll put a link in the show notes. Amazon affiliate money. Um, <laughs> and, but there's a great uh, there's a great part about how he, when he was building out the concept of EO Fire, which by the way, side note, I was on like episode 112. Um, he talked about the ideal customer, right? And, and the idea, the, the avatar, the, this profile. And he went into, when I say like, because you and I are both Apple consultants, right? So we can play this game real fast and, and try to figure out avatar. We'll do that in a second. But like, he went into super, super, super deep, deep detail about who the person who should be listening to the podcast is, right? So if I said to you right now, like, Ed, who's your ideal client? You're going to say... Software developers, creatives, um, law firms, and um, so you're already real, too broad, right? 
right? But you're already too broad for a lot of people when we're talking about an ideal customer. So at this point, we want to hone that in because one thing you also didn't mention is there are software developers and creatives that are using Macs, which then hones you a little bit, right? Then you can go even further. Your ideal customer is the CEO of those software development firms and graphic design firms and people who use Macs. So now we've limited it from just some random software development, oh, who own businesses of five to 10 people, right? As we knock down each leg of this, we're getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller because that, I'm gonna sound like Don LaPree here, that really targeted classified ad, which by the way, I don't know how anybody made money, uh, it will, that's who you're gonna hit up on LinkedIn. You're gonna find a CEO of a software development firm who's using Safari or, or Chrome for Mac to log into LinkedIn, who has a business, because LinkedIn knows that information, who of five people. There's not that many of them when you really think about it. So when we started with mm -hmm. software developers, and now we're talking about a CEO of a 10-person firm using a Mac of a software development company in yeah. Salt Lake City, let's go even more niche, you see how that it's getting really, really fine. And yeah. that allows yep. you to put as much money as possible into hitting those 20 people as opposed to, you know, overspending. The, what's the expression? It's like uh, you want to dig uh, an inch wide and a mile deep, not a mile wide and an inch deep. Right. Right. Yep. Makes sense. And, okay. and it makes it's important when you're developing the content, too. Because when you narrow it down to that ideal profile or that avatar, you actually now can speak directly to that person, not nope. the generic company, but directly to that person who's going to be the one making the decision or making the purchase and speak directly to the problems, the situations that they might be having that are going to trigger them in their brain to call you. Exactly like that kid who wanted the internship, right? If you yeah. know the CE, let's say there's somebody you're courting. Let's say you're trying to court Eric. We'll just use him as an example, right? Eric runs a software development firm. He's basically- You're good looking man, Eric. He's, he, <laughs> <laughs> he's got exactly who you want to do, right? If you use the, the tools within the LinkedIn advertising, and this is true on Facebook advertising as well, right? You can really niche down on those as well. You can make content that says, hey, Eric, I know you're a software developer. I know you use Macs. I take care of other people who are just like you. Let me help mm -hmm. you. And you do that enough, much like the billboard thing where you see the same billboard for miles on the road, you're gonna stop at that rest stop. You're gonna stop at that store. You're gonna go buy boots at that place. You're gonna, and someone's gonna end up calling 215 because they're gonna, it's gonna be in their face all the time. And you're not gonna blow your budget because you're targeting so very specifically and that content yeah. is specific for eric also right the idea being like hey eric does this sound like you are you a software development owner and does it suck when you have to fix your printer and like fonts are garbage but like we'll help you like that's gonna resonate yeah. with him you know what i mean yep yep you guys have mentioned it a couple times i mean and so i've always had my hang-ups on this one but you mentioned billboards a, a lot uh today and i'm kind of curious is billboards, do you find that an effective means to, to well, for awareness? Not really. Um, I mean, they can, they can be, but you have to look at a couple of things. 
uh, you know, you don't have as much commuting going on these days. The reason why I bring up billboards a lot is because in my previous experience, uh, they worked for me as an MSP. I actually had a couple of small billboards in town, but I was consulting. One of my largest clients when I was consulting was a pool table manufacturer and their best advertising was on billboards because we lived in Orlando, I-4, it's a parking lot during commute times. And <laughs> pool tables are one of those things where they don't need it until specific things in their life are happening. Well, they never really need it, let's put it, you know, the yeah, way it yeah, is. But, sure. <laughs> but they only think about buying one when they're buying a house or building an addition or a game room or something like yeah. that. And so you have to be in front of them constantly, A, for it to trigger when something like that is happening in their life. Oh, pool table, that'll go great mm -hmm. in the game room. But you have to be there when they have the need. And that's the, the equivalent today is being in social media and providing that helpful content on a daily basis. I mean, Gary Vee mm -hmm. would have you do it multiple times a day, right? Mm -hmm. To have it there to be helpful so that when they have the need, they they're seeing your ad, they go and you're you're the one that's top of mind. It's all about yeah. being top of mind when the need or the situation comes up in their life. Perfect. And that's what I feel where our differentiator is, is that that um, being on top of mind because here in Salt Lake, we have a lot of MSPs and those MSPs are primarily PC based. But our differentiator is that we're the ones that are the Apple gurus. And um, that's really, if you're an Apple user, right, as an organization, 215 should be at the top of your mind. And if they're not, that's what I'm trying to get them to resonate. And I don't know how to really effectively deliver that. You have to remember also, it's a little bit of psychology, right? Because like, think about this. The last time you went to go buy a car, you were thinking about whatever type of car. All of a sudden, you saw that car everywhere on the road, right? Yeah. Normally, you don't see that car, right? Because in your head, in your in your subconscious, you know that car exists, but your brain uh, uh, pushes it out because it's not important. And so when you're creating content to be top of mind, you're doing the same thing. The idea is that you're going to keep creating this content. You're going to keep creating little nuggets that this person subconsciously is going to remember. That way, when the time comes, it's all going to come to the front and they're going to go, oh, yeah, I do know who to call. And that's how you win out over over your yeah. competition within the within the organ, you know, within the PC versus Mac world. Uh, well, that was awesome. <laughs> Hey, that was great content. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to shamelessly plug. You should you should check out uh, our conference, the ACES conference. Eric has been a part of it before. We talk a lot about marketing mm -hmm. and management and stuff like that. You should check out ACES conference. There's a lot of – it's more generic talk, obviously. Um, and while I do say it's for – you know specifically for Apple consultants, the, you could translate it to PCMSPs for anyone who wants to join. Um, but there's the, – the rules of marketing – you know, like Eric said, it's it's very process driven. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very. I, I tend to jump right into tactical and start doing things just because I'm a New Yorker and it's just what I do. But if I took a half a second to breathe and look, 
you can write out this entire plan. Start with figuring out who your avatar is, figure out where they are online, figure out the kind of content that they're interested in or that you think they'll be interested in, produce said content, edit said content, display said content, cha-ching. Yeah. And so Got many it. people <laughs> talk about, you know, well, it's so time consuming because I have to, if I have to post once a day, twice a day, three times a day, whatever it is, there are plenty of applications out there that you can use where you can sit down for an hour, schedule out all of the social media for the week. And then it just happens by itself, which is great. And that's what I yeah. recommend. And some of those tools are as inexpensive as like, six or eight dollars per social media channel per month and mm -hmm. and it's not you know a terrible expense when you're talking about how expensive marketing can be yeah. now and i forgot to ask this in the beginning because i was actually looking you up on linkedin and something oh, fun happened it. something fun happened <laughs> um because instead of ed i put in ted i don't know how um and what happened was somebody that used to work for the NSA came up who was actually from my hometown. So I didn't even, I, I didn't know, like, is there a relation there or, cause it's not a common last name. Yeah. 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 Um, unless you pulled up Connecticut. No, no. <laughs> That's where I'm originally actually from. one yeah. person. They're just moving really, really fast. Yeah. It looks really like fast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Speedy Gonzalez. There you go. <laughs> Or you worked for the NSA and now you can't talk about it. Well, if you did see, you probably saw I was the military guy and what I did in the military. So uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> also, I if he did Ted. work for the NSA, if he did work for the NSA and can't talk about it, changing his name from Ted to Ed would be like the worst cover ever. Absolutely. Or the best. You just don't oh. know it. <laughs> All right, we can't beat that. That's where it's got to end. We're going to end it right there. Absolutely the best. And thank you for joining us on the All Things MSP podcast. <clears throat> Eric, where can people find uh, find out about us? Uh, All Things MSP forward slash, or sorry, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash All Things MSP or search for the All Things Company page on LinkedIn. Uh, we post all of this stuff all over the place there. Uh, check out the live streams on Wednesday nights. And uh, other than that, just join us for the next one. That's it, folks. Bye.